As we pass the torch to Generation Z, it's important to understand the magnitude of their influence in our culture. Whether we're ready or not, they continue their journey through the latter years of their teens and into their 20s, creating a profound footprint on society that's becoming more evident with each trending hashtag or popular YouTube video. So how can our organization stay relevant in a hyper-social society? Let's get to the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the ROI Podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business, where we help organizations make better business decisions. I'm your host, Matt Martella, alongside Associate Dean of Academic Programs, Phil Powell. And Phil, we're at an exciting point in culture where we see another generation come of age. Just as we've seen Generation X and Generation Y pass the torch, now it's Gen Z's turn to take over. In fact, the U.S. Census says that by 2020, Gen Z will make up one-third of the entire U.S. population. This is nothing to fear. It's just the natural progression of generations. It's actually a good thing. As organizational leaders, we simply need to understand this generation so we can stay relevant. Look, here's some great facts from a study from the Pew Research Center. Did you know that Gen Z uses more social media than all previous generations? Not a surprise there, right? So in this study, it's from February of this year, they broke down social media used by age group. So among those between 18 and 24, 94% use YouTube, 80% use Facebook, 78% use Snapchat, and 71% use Instagram, and only 45% use Twitter. Generation Z leads in all categories of usage except Facebook, where they're number two just behind millennials. So as leaders, if we want our organizations to grow, we need to leverage good social media practices and match them to the usage patterns we see with this new generation. And we sat down with Sharman Kent, Associate Faculty in Marketing, who carries over 15 years of writing experience and has been featured on websites such as TheAtlantic.com, Think Progress, and Social Media Today. She helps us look at four ways our organization can create a better social media presence. I would say start um, by thinking of social media as a top of funnel channel. Um, Social media is where you want to engage people who may not know who you are, um, but depending on the channel, it can also be a place to actually start a dialogue with folks. So I'm thinking of um, Twitter in particular, where a lot of brands use it not only to um, debut new products or talk about the product, but they're using it to create campaigns. That's one of the things I love about social media because when you get right down to it, no matter what you're buying or selling, it's always a person selling to a person. It's getting back to the human element. If we're going to improve our social media platforms, the first thing our organizations need to do is actively engage our audience. JetBlue is a great example of active engagement with their followers. Here's a massive company that employs over 16,000 people with almost 2 million Twitter followers, yet they find time to quickly respond to those customers via tweets. Again, 2 million. Not just to the complaints. One follower jokingly tweeted at JetBlue that she expects a welcome parade at her gate when she gets home. So what do they do? JetBlue made a few personalized welcome posters with her name, gathered a few employees at the airport, and then snapped a photo that they posted online with the caption, 
a little something to remember us by. That's great impromptu use of social media. And that's just one of numerous stories that this company does to make their customers feel valued and appreciated on an individual level. So it's also finding your brand's voice. Like, let me ask you, Phil, what if your company's brand actually embodied a human being? You know, what would that brand look like? What do they sound like? What's their personality? Answering these questions help make our brands feel more human. If we study the toilet paper company, Charmin, we can find that they leaned into this, quote, human identity on Twitter. They embrace lighthearted toilet humor while engaging their audience by asking questions and responding to tweets that their followers send them. In fact, because of their campaign, Time Magazine named them the sassiest brand of Twitter in 2014. Their leaders started to notice 40% of young adults admitted to using social media while (laughs) using the bathroom. Mind you, these are only the people who actually admitted to it. So in response, the company embraced it and in fact made a hashtag tweets from the seat to specifically engage that audience, which now is their most popular hashtag. Charmin states, quote, at our core, Charmin is all about giving people a better bathroom experience. And it is important to us that this translates to how we engage our consumers on Twitter, end quote. So as leaders, we need to treat our social media accounts like the front lobby of our brick and mortar office. Our audience must feel like their voice, in this case tweets, matter, then reach them in a personal way. We need to start real conversations and ask authentic questions because our followers are, after all, human. Once we create active engagement with our followers, the second way to have a better social media presence is to study our competition. Start with your competitors. What are they doing that works? What are they doing that's not working? What is your key differentiator and how can you do it better than they do? So take a look at what your competitors are doing on Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter or Pinterest and then try to find something, try to put together a a campaign um, that fits your product and your target audience. The key for a company is to identify those opportunities that set it apart. So if I'm on the company team, If we examine all the social media outlets from our industry competitors, it's important to study what's working and what is missing. Let's start with what is working. Don't simply look at what we think works. Look at how the followers respond. Take note of the personal attention a competitor gives to their customers. How are their most popular products worded? How often are these organizations posting on each channel? Can we imagine their brand as an actual human being? Again, going back to the Charmin example. Once we figure out their strategy by asking these questions, next we need to focus on what is missing or what could our competitors improve. This stage is key because what our competitors lack in their campaign could be our organization's breakthrough. So once we actively engage our audience, then study our competitors' social strategy, the third way we can better our social media presence is don't be afraid to keep trying new things. Trial and error is also a big thing because social media changes so often. What works on a Tuesday might not work on a Thursday. So constant iteration, constantly trying things out. And that's kind of labor intensive, but it pays off, especially because social media and digital marketing in general um, change so quickly. The only constant right now is change. Back in early 2016, Hamburger Helper identified their Twitter audience. They were millennial males and created a persona for their brand. 
they embodied it into an urban male who likes hip hop music. Even commenting on hip hop news from their company account. Hamburger Helper's marketing communications manager, Leanna Miller, told Adweek in an interview, in part, quote, We would definitely comment on hip hop news, and it caught on because, as you can probably tell, there aren't a lot of brands commenting or playing in the scene. We're one of the few, end quote. Miller goes on to say that as their validity within the hip-hop news grew, their followers started to push back, telling the company that if they knew so much about this music, they should write their own rap. So, Hamburger Helper's marketing team reached out to up-and-coming rappers for help because Miller says, quote, At the end of the day, it's most important to create something worthwhile. The millennials on our team were like, let's make something we would listen to, not some marketing ploy, end quote. The results? When they released this rap on Friday, by Monday, just three days later, the brand garnered over 432 million social impressions and received over 4 million plays on SoundCloud. This stunt was a massive success. Why? Miller says that it's accredited to being authentic, speaking the language their followers speak, and not putting anything down their throats. Along with trying and engaging a new social media campaign, We have to be timely. A great example is Oreo's Twitter stunt during the 2013 Super Bowl infamous power outage. Just after the Ravens scored against the 49ers in the second half, the stadium lights suddenly turned off, stopping play for 34 minutes. This is the Super Bowl, and they can't get the electricity on. Oreo took advantage of this moment. Just 10 minutes after the lights went out, Oreo's marketing team quickly made a picture of an Oreo cookie surrounded by darkness with text saying, quote, you can still dunk in the dark. The timeliness of this tweet during the blackout had unbelievable success. In fact, this one post received over 16,000 retweets and 20,000 Facebook likes. Brands spend millions for 30 seconds of time to get on the Super Bowl. With one quickly edited photo and timely attention to culture, and some smart, fast thinking. Oreo hit the spotlight at next to no cost. This is the power of social media. Again, it goes back to the human element, making our followers believe that we are one of their friends and actually engaging them within the world around us. So once we actively engage our followers, study our competitors' social strategies, and then get comfortable trying something new while being timely, The fourth and final way we can better our social media presence is to hire professional social media experts. Those are brands who know what they're doing because they're investing in people who know how to create the right kind of brand voice, be consistent, and think on the fly. You have to be really smart and really responsive in order to do something like that. Hire an expert. Don't don't do it yourself. Don't think that you can hire an intern over the summer and because he or she is 22 years old, they know the Twitters. Don't do that. Hire somebody who knows what they're doing. And if you can't hire somebody full time, then get a consultant. It's really important that people draw uh, the connection between practice and theory. And if you have a an executive who's been in business for 30, 40 years, but has never touched a Twitter account, that is not the person you want running your social media. Have someone who knows what they're doing, pay them, and invest in the technology to make their jobs easier. According to the Digital Marketing Institute, 78% of businesses now have a team dedicated to social media. 
That's up from 67% back in 2012. And if we want to build a successful brand engagement with Gen Z, we need to invest into people who know what they're doing when it comes to social media. This is a professional sector of business now, whether we want to believe it or not. Professor Kent is right. We cannot bring in a young intern and expect her to run the whole social media campaign just perhaps because she's from Generation Z or allow an inexperienced team member to engage the social media audience. This is highly professionalized. Interns can be helpful, but you have to have an experienced person who understands the intricacies of success in this area leading your campaign, leading your your hour-to-hour interaction. This takes careful planning and moving resources around within your organization to make sure the proper investments are made, especially in the people. If we are to stay relevant in this generational transition, it's all about improving your social media footprint and almost overcompensating to make sure you stay current with best practice. So let's recap. Generation Z is coming of age and taking their place as cultural influencers in a large way. By 2020, they will make up one third of the US population. So to stay relevant as an organization, we need to improve how we view social media. The first way to having a better social media presence is to actively engage our audience while finding our brand's personality. How can we take part in the conversation of our followers? JetBlue and Charmin Toilet Paper offer great examples of social engagement. Second, we need to study what our industry competitors are doing through social media. What's working for them? What are they missing? Where can they improve? Answering these questions will help us build a successful campaign, potentially moving us ahead of our competitors. Third, we cannot be afraid to try something new while being timely. Hamburger Helper made a mixtape. A food company makes music. Think about that. And Oreo stayed current on culture during the Super Bowl. Yet, in trying something new, they both exploded their social engagement. And finally, in order to build a better social media presence, we need to hire professionals and invest resources into this sector of business. Social media takes full-time attention in order to give our audience the personal care they desire. If you want to hear more, search for the ROI podcast through your favorite Apple or Android device. While you're there, hit the subscribe button to get the latest podcast directly to your phone. This has been another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business, where we help organizations make better decisions. I'm your host, Matt Martella, signing off until next week. Music.